Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone, recounting a harrowing weekend for the hitman here. He, he almost got got again by a, by. His, oh, he, he's back. Oh, we're getting his camera straightened out. He sits over in the same chair as two giants. So when he comes in every day, he's got to adjust his camera. Blaine, I, I realized how you feel on Thursday, Friday, doing it with Will. I had to do the same thing. too anyway i like you're low so i can uh be at attention with my elbows and everything else so i stay squared up but uh yeah man i got the the booster shot yeah my wife set it up for uh four o'clock on uh four or five o'clock on saturday yep i got that booster and i got boosted <laughs> bulletproof now yeah, though. You but that was like the, the last time rising. i was just a little you know temperatures up and down cold feeling cold but then hot flashes so yeah, but uh, 24-7, yeah, I was I was begging and praying that I, I'd be ready to go today. So, yeah, I, t- I took some Advil right before I came in here. Oh, you, you'll be fine. <laughs> Advil fix anything. Nah, yeah, but, you're uh, good. Yeah, I'm still a little bit shaky, but, uh, yeah, a lot better than I was yesterday. Man, I just laid around like a bump on a log all day. It was just it was miserable. That's your bye week, though. You were supposed to do that. Yeah, it was perfect That's timing. Fine. That's why I set it up for just in case something happened. Yeah, so everything was all good, man. So, you know, hey, the Titans, uh, didn't they they move up in the standings or no? Hey, man, it's just the way you plan it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were home on the couch like you, uh, moved up. They could be back in first place after tonight. If the Bills beat the Patriots, the the Titans are back in first place. Now, that's a big if. The Patriots have been the hottest team in football, but the Bills can beat them. That's what we should rehash. What was our predictions going into the season? Do you remember? Predictions for how many wins? How or? many wins? You remember, Lucas, how many? I think, I, I think I said 10 or 11. I think most like betting lines were 9, 9 and a half. I think I said 10. Yeah, the betting lines were under 10, which yes, we all laughed I, at. I, I said 10 because I, 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 I remember that. That's I think why I said one more. I think 11 is my default pick. I think I've picked 11 like the last three right. years. Do you remember what you said? Uh, that was before I started uh, <laughs> putting call your shot down and actually remembering it. That wouldn't have even been a called shot, but I'm sure we would because when the schedule came out, I might even have I might even have a printed schedule somewhere where I could go back and look because I made marks on it and I'm kind of a hoarder for notes. Yeah, but I just recycled a bunch of paper. I may have pitched it, but we we talked about what they we talked about what they what we thought they would do. Yeah, we went through it. I, yeah, I know. I said ten. I'm positive. Are you sure you didn't say eleven? Uh, I don't think I did. Because there were a couple of games that you were kind of stuck on, but I don't know why. But I, I thought we—I don't know why I thought we all said eleven. Oh, but I don't get paid to think around here. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> you have to. No, I, I said ten. I'm gonna just say ten, and they're two away from that. So I think I—I I lost that bet. Well, the nuttiest thing is this: so they've lost two games in a row, and it's a couple games you didn't think they would lose, and they lost the games, and so they're eight and four. Um, so the Ravens lost to Pittsburgh. That made the Titans the number two seed. They can be the number one seed if Buffalo beats New England tonight. They're still the top seed in the AFC South. They got a one-game lead and a head-to-head, which is essentially, which is essentially a two-game lead over Indy. Indy would have to finish a game ahead of them to win it. So the craziest thing about all this is everything is still in play for this team. Everything. They just got to get some people healthy. And, Lucas, if you want to go ahead and play the sound effect, this happened today. That's the sound that we play when someone leaves IR. <laughs> oh, that's it. That's yeah, it. I asked him just find something that he, he oh, found a sound called. Say, when is do it we called Tada? 
Ta da. And it basically says that, yes. So the ta da sound plays, that means ta da. It's funny if you just say it. Ta da. Ta da? Am I? <laughs> ta da. And now I don't know if I'm saying it. Oh, no. Oh, man. All right, just, okay. Are we, are we up online today? I don't know, man. Oh, my, Maybe Twitter, I got a booster and don't Twitter. know about it. Um, Julio and Dane Cruikshank and Racy McMath, who we hadn't really been talking about, he, he's been on IR for a while. All of those guys are in the ta-da. They're in the 21-day window to return. They are in that. So that's now from, what, 18 down to 15 people on IR. That's good news. You could literally be at number one. You're certainly still leading your division. So after all the bad stuff that's happened, the thing I keep coming back to is they're still eight and four. They're first place in the division. They're essentially a two-game lead over the Colts. And the nutty thing is, we've asked this question a couple times after bad things have happened with this team. It's like, but would you have signed up for where they are now? And I think most people would have signed up for this. Oh, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. I mean, really, to be honest, eight, eight wins with all the injuries? Man, I can't wait till they get back. And – they took, you know, as you mentioned, uh, some guys uh, up to art, but that doesn't mean they'll be available. It does not. Oh, I wish it did. Man. da da <laughs> Man. You can't uh, mock the sound. The yeah. sound means, come man. on now. Oh, these guys, man. Jeez. Ooh, man. Vrabel and them can only go so long in coaching guys up. Eventually, you know, having the backups as starters, you know, they'll show their chink in the armor of, you know, that's why they're the backups. Most of them. Not all of them. Uh and that's what's making it difficult for Tannehill at this point in time at the receiver spot. They got to they got to get one of those guys back uh, just to have them out there for the threat, even if they're not putting up big numbers. One of the things that that you've always said is, as long as everybody is kind of playing in their slot of as good as they can play, that's when a team has. And you didn't really say it like this, but. We'll get to talking about a guy, and you'll say, well, that guy's a backup. So he's his talent level for a game, for the second half of somebody gets hurt, but eventually the other team will figure out, okay, that's why this guy's a backup. Breon Borders is an example. Or you figure out why a guy yeah. maybe should potentially be a starter, you know, maybe with another team. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so when Borders played, and he played a good game, and you're like, eh, I mean, he played a good, play good game. Mm-hmm. But I noticed some stuff, and if I noticed it, then that means defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators noticed it, and they'll attack the same thing with him. And they did once he played extended minutes. Mm-hmm. So this team has had a whole bunch of dudes who are playing up not just one position, some two, some mm-hmm. three positions, really. Yeah. So the eight wins is remarkable when you think about that. And everybody has a certain level of talent in whatever system that they're in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a guy goes to a different system, and he's, he's more suited for that. Mm-hmm. But – that's one of the things, and I've tried to learn a lot of things that you and Dice talk about, especially on pre- and post-game, but you've always said, you know, there's 53 guys. Everybody's in their spot for a reason. Sometimes they can play above their spot for a little while. Right. But most of the time, eventually it shows like, oh, okay, now I know why that guy's a backup. Mm-hmm. Well, they're on the backup to the backup to the backup in some position. Yeah. Well, it shows how much talent is out there yep. and affordable as, you, as you're, you're so elated that the USFL will be back in the play. Oh, so that'd give some other guys some opportunities. You're using the old team names, too. Did you see that? Oh, I didn't know they were using the old team names. Ooh, the New Jersey Generals. Yeah, they're bringing back the old team names. Yeah, Herschel Walker going to be out there? Yeah, probably not. He oh, looks no. Like, he looks like he could still play. Oh, no. He might be the best player in that league. Yeah, but uh, yeah. 50 yeah, that was a fun now. league. That, that Actually, that was my dream was, was to that? make it to there. To USFL? Yeah, I thought that that's where I would have a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. when it came out, when was it, in the 80s or so? 
Uh, yeah, the USFL um, uh, was that was an '80s league, mid '80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Maurice Carthon from Arkansas State played in it. Doug Flutie played in it. Yeah. Um, Herschel Walker, as Car- you mentioned, Carthon was eventually with the Giants, right? Yeah, then he played 11 years with the Giants and won mm-hmm. and won a couple of Super Bowls. But yeah, that was uh, yeah. So that was kind of the goal because you know it's like, oh man, well, I, maybe I got shot at the USFL, and then it folded. After yeah, three then years. I was like, oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> It, for people like like Lucas, Lucas, you wouldn't you wouldn't remember this, but that league was legit. Oh, it was a legit football league with a bunch of Jim Kelly was in it, and Sam Mills was in it, and Reggie White was in it, and there were so many Hall of Famers who played in that league, and not everybody was a Hall of Famer, but literally these are some of the best players in NFL history, mm. and they played in a different league. Steve Young was in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many great players, and a guy like Lucas. You could read books about it or watch the 30 for 30 that they sued and won a dollar or whatever in the end for antitrust. But they could have kept that thing going. They made the cardinal sin, though. They tried to move it to the fall and compete with the NFL. Nothing can compete with the NFL. Yep, bad move. That's a bad move. And that was even a bad move, what, 30-something years ago. Now nothing competes with the NFL. Like fat guys in suits getting drafted. Hugging the commissioner gets better ratings than, and I'd say fat, big people, big guys, 300-pound guys, just big dudes hugging the commissioner gets better ratings than, like, NBA playoff games. Mm. That's how big the NFL was. And it wasn't that big then. I mean, it was big, but, I mean, at that point, Michael Jordan, Larry Burt, the NBA was big then. Yeah. And baseball still hadn't fallen off a cliff at that point. Which, by the way, we're yeah. a sports talk show. We haven't even mentioned this. Baseball is locked out right now. Oh, I did. That was my, what's the name? Uh Call my shot, yeah, or something. But last week, yeah. uh, you did. You had one mention the hitman's. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I just run up the tickets. No, but see, that shows how much they, uh, you know, uh, people don't really care. That I think a lot of people just believe that it will last till you know whenever March or whatever, and they'll be back ready to go. I, I don't, you know, I think they believe it'll be worked out. I, I would like to think that, but I honestly think it may take them missing some games. Man. Because you're, they're coming back off pandemic and, and everybody's down a few bucks and owner-wise just because they couldn't put people in the stadiums and the TV deals in baseball aren't like the TV deal for football. You know, it's a lot of regional and stuff and local stuff and Valley sports and all that. They still signed some guys before that lockout, though. Oh, my gosh, they threw yeah, money they around sure like did, crazy. didn't they? Woo-wee. Hey. And if you're one of those guys, like, hey, man, I, just, I got my money. Who's this, Swerzer? What's your left hand sure, Yeah, he got, oh, my gosh. Hey, man. Oh, man, I think he was almost $40 million a year. It was only a three-year deal. I'll just sit here I on all this it. money. Yeah. I'll I would have said, make sure you also pay $40 million of that first year up front. Signing bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know what's going on with this lockout. I want to love baseball. I watch Cardinals games every night during the you summer. Wanna I, I, I want to love it. I do love it. I mean, I love Cardinals baseball, and I grew up playing baseball. So it's the one sport that I still really miss playing. That was a long, long time ago. But I just wish they could get out of their own way. We all knew this was coming. They knew it was coming. They knew it was coming. I saw a graphic the other day, and it was how much the salary cap has increased. Did you? I, I, I should have just printed it and saved it. But in the NBA, it was – over the last 10 years or so, the NBA salary cap was just – it was by far the highest. The NFL was second. Mm. The NBA is printing money. Those dudes, everybody makes 20. It, I've never seen a league just just print money like the NBA. <laughs> it, everybody makes $10 million. Dudes you've never heard of get signed, and you're like, I've never heard of this guy. He just got $17 million a year. I, I don't – 
the NBA is amazing for that. So they were up the most. The NFL was second. Um, hockey was ahead of baseball mm. in how much the salary cap has risen over the last however many years. So if I'm a player, I'm like, yeah, man, we got to get a bigger piece of the pie. And so here we go, locked out. I, I feel like this is going to stretch on. And for all the junkies like me who just want to believe something good's going to happen, just wait all this time for pitchers and catchers to report. And it's tumbleweeds blowing through, you know, Jupiter, Florida down there and out in the desert in Arizona. <laughs> then I'm going to start to get pissed. I'm just telling you. I'm pre-pissed. We're going to see Ace out Mickey. I'm pre-pissed right now. Well, well, this wasn't even on the script well, for today. I know. But speaking of pissed, though, how pissed are Georgia Bulldog fans? Well, that's what we need to get into next. Because it's time to call our shot. And I'm going to call. Well, no, it's, not, it's, it's time to talk about our called shots. Because it's time for Ding Dong of the Week. And I am a ding-dong based on the shot that I called. Now, Lucas, you're absolved from all this because you were doing something different last week. Oh, we all called uh, Georgia winning. Oh, man. Well, well, watch this. What did Vegas say? Oh, 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 Georgia was going to win by six and a half. Yeah, Vegas. So they got a lot of big buildings. They was just as much (laughs) ding-dongs as as we were. It is time for Ding Dong of the Week. We will break that next. Uh, You got a Ding Dong you want to share with us, Major League Baseball, or if it's uh, Georgia once again, or Kirby Smart, or however you want to Or the Southerner, Brian Kelly. (laughs) That's within the Ding Dong statute of limitations. Oh, it is. This sounds like somebody who's got Brian Kelly as a Ding Dong. He is not my Ding Dong. We have not mentioned this at all on this show. Not one mention either of the new Predators jerseys. And that oh. would also fall under the ding-dong jurisdiction. A lot of material this week. There's a lot going on. Did you like that? Well, let's get into it next. Blaine to make you 104 by the Uh-oh. Blaine to make you 104 by the zone. Every, every time we play this song. Oh, there's lights on now in the studio if you're watching. On uh, Zone TV, you can actually see us now. Buck likes it very ambient and moody in here. We just turned the lights on. Yeah, he just came back from vacation. Yeah, yeah. He went back to his home hometown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, country into the motherland. Yeah, I mean, I drove to Jonesboro for Thanksgiving, but Buck flew to Egypt. Yeah, that's a heck of a commute to see the family right there. Glad he's back though. Uh, Good to have him back. Yeah, he. uh, Boy, that's a that's a heck of an ordeal. I heard part of the uh, description of his. His flight issues and uh, COVID testing in Germany and and whatnot and almost getting stranded in an airport. Good times, but uh, good to have a good to have our man Buck back in uh, Middle Tennessee. That's for sure. Uh, but I'm glad he had a good trip and got to see his his family over there. That had to have been a cool moment for everybody. All right, you hear that music? That means one thing. By the way, it's Christmas time. There's a bunch of songs for Christmas with Ding Dong in them. We got to find some like holiday themed Ding Dongs. And uh, then we can go back to this for, you know, the other 11 months of the year. So, Ding Dong of the Week. We do this each and every Monday. Mark Spain Real Estate. They make it happen. You can go to markspain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today and start packing. Or as we like to say, don't be a ding dong. Use Mark Spain Real Estate. Let's start with Jeff in Rhode Island on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Mark just owns this segment. Jeff, thanks for uh, sharing your ding dong with us on a Monday. Hey, guys, I uh, listen to you every day. Ding dong of the week, for sure. <laughs> hey. Anybody watch that Minnesota Vikings-Detroit Lions game? And yes. uh, that incredibly defensive call at the end of the game, allowing the Detroit Lions oh my God, to win the first game, which is fantastic. The Lions need a win. I thought it was great. I'm not a big fan of the Vikings, but 
did they cover the back of the end zone mm-hmm. and maybe cover some of the people in the stands instead of actually cover the receivers? I love it. That kind of looks like what they called. I it was bad. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that ding dong for the first one because I was livid. I sat there, and luckily I wasn't feeling so good. I just kept. I had written that down, down. too, because you taught me guard the goal line and go. make them throw over you. you. Right. There that. you go. Guard the goal and line. Why? It was all up back in the end zone. Where are you going? Guarding the He's fans. just trying to get past the goal line. All you have to do is guard the goal line. Nothing oh. they can do in front of the goal line can hurt you. The game's over. Yeah, make them throw over the top. Make you the, I know that. But obviously I, they weren't taught that. Uh, <laughs> dude. Hey, man. I, I was I was like, oh, my God. And first of all, they were playing soft the whole time. Uh, the, not, keeping, not keeping them in bound. So they were playing soft where they didn't play like a cover two zone where you're keeping them all in. It didn't have to be, you know, cover two, but you got to keep them in bounds. Yes. Uh, they were running crossing routes all day long. It was just sickening when I watched it. I, I was just like, wow, man. And, you know, and obviously they weren't taught that because I don't think they would have done that. But, but you never know. This may be it for Zimmer. I think it is. Because after that, I said, that's it. Yeah. And you're supposed to be a defensive-minded coach. And it looked like he was calling those calls. Oh, I'm like, mm-mm. They were playing way too soft. But you way could off. give it to Dan Campbell, too, for the fourth down, going for it on your own 20-yard line, and then running a play where Goff basically handed the ball to a Minnesota pass rusher. Well, I mean, you could oh. give a ding-dong emeritus to Dan Campbell. Yeah. He could just get a permanent <laughs> ding-dong. And, and, like, I understand that it was an emotional win, but it, it looked like they won the freaking Super Bowl the way they were saying. The locker room videos that they, came out. They did. What are you talking about, man? Whichever Ford right now. sibling it's is the parade. lady that, that is the active owner of the of the line. She was he like, he picked her up and carried her around. <laughs> He picked up the owner and carried her around. Yeah. It was insane. Jerry Goff is just right. He'd never won a game without Sean McVay. Well, they, yeah. but, but you know what? Without Sean, they, yeah. they just got the monkey off their back. That's what it really was about. They've been in close games. They've been close. They can't close. They got them out. screwed they against win. the Ravens. And they, you know, hey, they got the monkey off their back, man. And I see Reynolds out there doing well. Your boy Khalif Raymond. They all out there balling. <laughs> Well, happy for all of them. I, I I don't want anybody to lose all their. Well, I don't want the Lions to. I'm happy. They've already done Jags it before, right? Texans do. Yeah, they've lost them all before. Yeah, but they they they're a solid team. They should be over. But I'm glad they got it got the snide, man. But they just ended Zimmer's uh, stint at the, the Vikings. They had two of them, and, and Zim seems like a great guy. And oh, he, he is. Remember, he got hired. He got hired there. What when Wiz got hired here? Mm-hmm. So you know there were. I people, like Zimmer. Yeah, me too. He's in the DC row. I don't know about the head coach part. Because yeah. you can't do that. Mm-mm. Got a, maybe the players were ding-dongs then, but not guarding the goal line, Mickey, as you said. If I know that, <laughs> then why don't they know that? And, and, and this is what you do. <laughs> this is literally what you've prepared for, right? Is so when there's four seconds left or whatever and the other team has one play, you know to guard the goal line and make them throw over you. Well, the, the perception is reality that there are a lot of ding-dongs out there, <laughs> and there are. They're not all of them, but there are some, and you sit there and go, hey, man, make sure you guard the goal line. And somebody you, surely said that to somebody. Make, make sure you guard the goal line. Yeah. Matter of fact, in practice. Then they go out there and do that. You're like, I don't know how many times I got to tell you. It, it's frustrating. Remember I told you one time we went over a play five times. I, I just lost my gasket. Just start yelling, do you know we're running a play because of you? No. No, they, we were to play again because of me. What did I do wrong? <laughs> what? Uh, what? <laughs> That's what Greg Williams did was doing on the sideline laughing. They were just waiting. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you got to get over here in the curl route. 
Oh, my bad, Brother B. And you know who says that. <laughs> All right, you're not throwing him under the bus. Baron Wortham. My guy. I was like, man, we ran this play five <laughs> times for you, man. Come on, man. Oh, oh I, didn't, I didn't even know. This is our middle linebacker. Oh, my God. You got me sweating right now. <laughs> He was on the about. Super Bowl team. Oh man, it was, was, it was, oh I love him, but man, we were yeah that was a, <laughs> it comes to mind every time. He said, like, "Oh my bad, Brooke B." No, no, it's your bad, <laughs> your bad. <laughs> Run the play right, man. <laughs> Dude, it's a, and it goes on all the time. And then we got walk through. This oh. <laughs> is like what? So I can't even blame him if it was the coach or the player because sometimes it had been the player. I would lean more toward that way than the other. It's week 13. People still not going to go away. Uh, we got more ding-dongs on the phone. Let's, let's, let's get them. Let's, on the phone? I can see them. Let's get Eric in here next. Eric, what's going on, brother? How you doing? Hey, guys, my ding-dong of the week has to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder for getting beat by the Memphis Grizzlies, 152-79. Oh. to 79. <laughs> You got beat by that ridiculous score by like 73 points or whatever it was. It's bad enough you get beat at that score. You have scored 15 points each and every game. But you get beat, and Memphis Grizzlies does not even have the best player, John Morant, on the floor. How in the world do you let something like that happen to you? I mean, I'm sorry. It is just inexcusable in today's NBA. Nobody should get beat by, by 73 points like that. That's just, that is just embarrassing. So the Oklahoma City Thunder gets my – ding-dong of the week for that performance. Guys, y'all take care. Eric, that's a fantastic ding-dong. Wouldn't you just start fouling people or something? Wouldn't your pride (laughs) kick in? I mean, when you're seeing that on the scoreboard, I'd start fouling people or or something. I I, I saw some highlights. It looked like guys weren't even playing hard. I said, how can this happen in the NBA game? Like, they didn't look like like, they they didn't look like they were playing hard. Something, Something was going on. I mean, it was 73 points. It was 79, I think, at one point, the lead. 77 or 79 in the game. They brought it back down to 73. Just think the level of competitive nature pro athletes have. Yes. Uh, uh, seriously, if we were getting beat by 30 and a half, I would have been like, hey, man, dude, y'all better have some pride for yourselves. We are not, you know what, beat. What's gonna- the NFL equivalent of that, of losing by 70-something points? Would it be like losing by 50-something? Yeah, it'd be up there. 40. <sighs> 40 or more. Yeah, I mean, you got to have some pride about yourself, man. Oh, man. Ooh. Yeah. It's more than 40, though. Because yeah. that's that's a two or three point a, a, a play lead. I mean, yeah. I'd say at, 40, at least 45. I think it's more than that. This is the worst in history. That's like seventy-seven to three, or you something. Wanted to be part of that. That's like that's seventy-seven to three. That's just the number that comes to my head. But what would be the? Because you're our soccer expert. What's the soccer equivalent of that? Uh, seven to nothing. No, seven, seven. it would have to be worse than no, that. Fifteen to like one. <laughs> uh, at the highest level, to it would be it like it would be like Brazil losing seven-one to Germany in it, on its home turf in a World Cup semifinal, which happened. <laughs> would that have been a record? For a, for a World Cup semifinal, I think so. Yes, oh, wow. that was that was rough. That was a rough time. I was Maybe there that day. Catch up on my soccer. I, for <laughs> baseball, I don't even know what. It's like twenty one to four or something. Where you know, like a shortstop pitches the last two innings for the other team. Kind yeah, of 
Let's get Carl and McMinnville in a long distance ding dong. Hey, Carl, what's going on? Well, being probably the biggest Notre Dame fan that listens to 104.5, you know where I'm going. Let's hear it. Brian Kelly. All right. Um, I listened to one of the players actually recorded, I think, his Zoom call at 7 o'clock in the morning, in which afterwards he says, goodbye, good luck, and there was no emotion. I'm glad we got our new coach, Coach Freeman. And, yeah, my ding-dong is Coach Kelly. Hey, Carl, you didn't even mention his, my family and I are happy to be here. It's where he transformed into Foghorn Leghorn. Man, that was unbelievable. Do you think somebody told him, hey, man, just slow down, slow it down just a tad. Slow it down just a little bit. Just try to. Or do you think in his mind he was like, oh, I'm going to fix all this. I'm going to talk like they do to them. I'm going to just mock their accents. With- mm, I don't know. That's a tough one there. I don't know. I, I think it might have been a little bit of both. You know, that's- I think he's he's got a little bit of salesman to him. But in, and now, when you meet him, you feel like he's straight corporate CEO of a corporation. Okay. I so believe to that. me, he wasn't really that rah-rah type of coach. Right. I believe that. Uh, so, not shocked at all. Uh, you know, and it's tough because that, that's the question out there is, you know, what is the proper way to leave, you know, 18 to 21-year-old, 22-year-old guys, you know, that's emotionally attached to you and you kind of looked upon them as, you know, they're looking at you as like somewhat of a father figure to a certain extent because that's who you're with all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you just abandon them. Right. Just bang, you know, for business. Uh, and you've been there for them the whole time. So I think that's always tough. I don't know what's the proper way to uh, leave. I think to me, you should be honest and have a meeting and a meeting with everybody there and just take them through the circumstance. And, uh, you know, hey, man, this is, it became business at this point in time. As much as I love you guys, you know, I got to do what's best for my family. But, you know, man, just having a little short conversation, recording, or, you know, on Twitter. To me, that just, I, I, I couldn't do that. I, I really couldn't. If you really cared about those kids, mm-hmm. I'd like that. And you sold them a bill of goods anyway. You know, so, hey. You can't be mad at him taking the opportunity. But, man, I sure never thought Brian Kelly would be at LSU. Ooh. I guess he didn't either. That's why he got the southern accent. <laughs> I, I guess so. Um we got multiple ding-dongs in the chat here. RG Titan 901 says, Brian Kelly is hand, hands down my ding-dong of the way. Oh, oh yeah, you got to play it. Okay, this, this is what we're talking about. This is a grown man talking to other grown people at a grown basketball game, and he thought this was a good idea. This happened on Earth recently. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started, and I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, to be with you great fans and to be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. That's Colonel Beauregard Kelly. <laughs> Man. Man. 
That was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Our guy West Blankenship called horrible. him Bayou Brian. <laughs> That's an SNL sketch. Yeah. And it's better than anything they've written in the last five years. That's why I say it's salesy. You know why? He's talking to the audience. Who's the audience he's talking to? Southern. Well, his dad's a politician. Oh, yeah. He's a poli-sci major. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. that was like, it was like a rally in Shreveport, Louisiana by a politician. Oh, makes sense. Man, oh, oh, Lucas. I haven't even won all my games yet. yet. I, I, okay, set the bar high. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you win all of them and win the last championship, you're going to get fired in two years. Guarantee. Said, I don't That's care. what happens I, to everybody. I'm, I'm going to get yeah. $100 million, though. Well. <laughs> but, hey, you, you know, man, this is a – you see how much these college coaches are making? I They're mean, making it go away even. No, man. This, this thing – guess what's happening? This is what's happening. Great coaches are going to start abandoning the NFL and go to to college. You make more money. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's a, if I was in the coaching industry right now, I'm like, if I'm in the NFL, I'm going to leverage that to give me a, a head coaching job in college football. I mean, I mean, good Lord, I mean, what are they making now? What 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 did Kelly sign for? Uh, in the neighborhood of, nine I mean, it's ten year contracts all around now, yeah. right? It's like, like that's nine becoming and the norm. Half ish, right. something like that. It's like in the neighborhood of ten years, a hundred mil, right? Mel yeah. Tucker's is in that same neighborhood, ninety five mil. All right, uh, I'm just throwing out a number. Let's say Vrabel makes five million. He's the head coach of an NFL team. Yeah. And Ryan Day leaves Ohio State. Right, and then Luke Fickle's going to take that job. I mean, dude. I'd be like, uh, matter of fact, you go ahead and leave, Ryan Day, and Vrabel takes the head coaching job at Ohio State. Double his salary. If that's the case, I don't know what he's making. But, yeah, this is this, this is getting crazy, man. The NFL's going to have to up the ante. They yeah. don't like that. Like you always say, billionaires stay billionaires for a reason. Yeah, They're going to have to up the they ante. They spend their own this money. This is the best. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Hey, why aren't they getting paid the best? Hey, a- ads ads spend booster money. Hey, man. NFL teams spend their own money. Well, from wherever you're getting it from, like TV revenue. Yep. Just just another five million you lost. I think that's like five cent. We got into it though. Man, one day crazy. there are a handful of NFL coaches that make college money, but it was it was just a few. Remember, it was like Pete Carroll and a couple other right, guys right. where it's like, oh, he makes seven. Oh, right, that guy makes eight. Yeah, uh, Bill is what nine? Yeah, it's Bill almost, was the most, I think. Right, nine or ten, something. Yeah, yeah. Carol's right behind. <laughs> yeah, but a bunch of those guys making four, five, whatever they make. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, if you're Matt Rule and you're getting your butt kicked at Carolina, he could go coach any college team. He could probably get the Oregon job if he wanted. No, I, I just read an article. Today. I'm glad you brought this up. I'm glad I can't recall that I did. <laughs> They say if the Penn State job was open, he was going to take that job because he's from PA. Okay. Yeah. And he, that was his dream. That was, yeah. So if Franklin was gone, by the way, he got a raise in A75 and they not even ranked, by the way. Just, just throw that out there. You can get a raise without even being ranked. All it takes is one phone call by your agent to say, hey, man, you're interested. Uh, we may. And then they hang up. Oh, no, nobody plays a system like Franklin. What'd you say? They're seven and five? And he got a raise and extended. Guess what game? I mean, we didn't even talk about the Music City Bowl, which Tennessee's going to be playing versus Purdue. I want to see Tennessee versus Penn State. That's what I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Get old James back here. Oh, 
he would have been working the room. He probably called the station. How come y'all aren't talking about Penn State? <laughs> that was awesome, by the way. He, All right. he took that from uh, Brian Kelly. We've got more <laughs> ding-dongs to share from the Zone TV chat. We need to finish ours. Lucas has not shared his. It may be Brian Kelly. I don't know. Uh, I have one for myself that I did not give in that segment. Uh, oh, I got one, too. But uh, you want to call in also. Phone line's open, 615 737 1045 will continue Ding Dong of the Week and more next on Blaine and Mickey. Blaine and Mickey, 1045, The Zone. Austin Stanley says on Twitter, never go away from keep their heads ringing. I was just thinking about just during the holidays. There's a lot of Ding Dong songs in the holidays for Ding Dong of the Week. Balls to the Wall has, has sent us many, many Christmas-related ding-dong songs, Lucas, so they will all be there on your disposal. He also called me a ding-dong for mentioning salary cap for uh, sports. Where they don't have salary cap. It's not a hard cap, but a soft cap, so they determine luxury tax off of it. But um, uh, Lots of ding-dongs in the zone TV chat. Uh, Lonzo says, ding-dong of the week is people thinking Alabama was going to lose. How could we all have... How could we have an all-SEC national championship if Georgia won LOL? Uh Elijah That's says, oh, that was good for the SEC. Yeah. It was very good. Elijah says, biggest ding dong is Clark Lee for not waiting another year. He could have been Notre Dame's coach. <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight's 2020 on L, right? Think about Luke Fickle could have been Notre Dame's coach if the timing worked out. And I'm he wanted, there was a report that it was his job. I think that was his dream job. That's supposedly his dream job. Heck, for the longest time, it was Urban Meyer's dream job. But he, he's, mm-hmm. you know, floating to the bottom of the ocean or sinking in it in this Bowden in Jacksonville right now, yeah. which, by the way, it's Jacksonville week for the Titans. Um, that job was a lot of people's dream job, but the timing was so terrible. And I like they promoted the D.C. Seems like an awesome guy. And I know you looked looked him up. He played at Ohio State. Was a real good college yeah, I didn't player. Even know that? I, yeah, I looked him up. Yeah, started linebacker. He was drafted like fifth round. Mike Vrabel tried to hire him. Back oh, did he? Lucas twenty that. Yes. Tried to hire him to replace Tyrone McKenzie as linebackers coach, but he stayed at Cincinnati under Luke Fickle. Mm, you talk about playing your cards right. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at his yeah his arc. He's all in Ohio, pretty much or the Midwest. Yep. Yeah. So he's yeah. Mm. Used to it didn't seem like coaches really moved, and like Johnny Majors went Tennessee Pittsburgh. Uh, he had obviously ties to Tennessee and came back home. He's at Purdue. It, it seems like coaches used to more stay regionally. That doesn't seem to be the case anymore. There's so much money at stake. Guys are like, oh, I'll go to the South. I'll use a fake accent. What do you want me to do? <laughs> but it feels like the case for Fickle, right? Yeah. I mean, that's been the whole thing about Luke Fickle. He's going to stay in the Midwest, not taking an SEC job. Uh, who goes to Oregon now? Because they. Yeah, poor Manny Diaz there. said, well, he Temple fans are saying, yeah, ha, ha, poor Manny Diaz. But um, they make him sit around all weekend, and Cristobal's like, okay, yeah, I'll take it. So then they fire. Well, it was negotiations. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you gave it up another million or two? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny, though, that is, you know the Nike money there at Oregon could outbid him. Could not bid COVID money, apparently. That's the story out of Miami is it's coming <laughs> from the the medical part of the deal. That's my ding-dong of the week. Well, let's what? okay, Lucas. Yes, yeah. Oh, I go ahead, that. Lucas. We'll just transition into your ding dong, ding dong of the week. 
My ding dong is the Miami Hurricanes, who got their guy, and I hate that they got their guy because the way they went about it was so slimy and gross. It's like if you're in a relationship and you know you don't know if you want to get out of it, and there's this one girl that you kind of like, and you'll leave this girl for that one, but only if she'll say yes. And if she doesn't say yes, then you'll go back to the other one and keep that relationship going. That's what Miami. Know from experience. Yeah, that was very well explained there, Romeo. But that's what Miami was trying to do to Manny Diaz. And he's on the recruiting trail. He's sitting in kids' living rooms telling them he's the head coach at Miami and why they should come play for him as reports start swirling that, oh, if they get Cristobal, they'll fire him. If not, they'll stick with him. I wish they didn't get Cristobal so that they could have gone back to Diaz and know you're our guy. And he said, nah, -uh, no, I'm not. But he can't quit because there's too much money at stake. Because here's the deal. Eight million to buy out Manny Diaz is the reported figure. Nine million million to buy out Mario Cristobal at at Oregon, eight million for his salary first year. Dang. Biggest in the conference, by the way, more than anybody in the ACC. Wow, that's some job openings in the ACC too. Ross Dellinger reported ninety-four point four million has been paid in buyout money across college football so far. Almost a hundred million in buyout money. So, Mr. Hardline, AD on the show, Blaine Bishop, your business model may start to come out because that's almost a hundred million in buyouts. Man, what may become more of the model is we'll pay you a little extra more a year, but we're not going to give you a crazy buyout. You're not getting a crazy buyout. We'll pay you a little more extra per year. You're not going to have a, we're going to have a different buyout structure in place or something like that because we're still not even done with all this. There's <laughs> going to be more that happens. There's going to be more changes. I mean, Oregon came open this morning. So that's a great job. Somebody's going to take the Nike money. So who leaves to take that? Then who leaves to fill that spot? 94, well, let's just say 94.4 million is what he'd come up with in buyouts just so far. I'm laughing because I'm about to say what I'm about to say. I would change the whole structure of how college coaches get paid. And it's only beneficial to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I don't know how well that's going to go over. <laughs> to me, in that I'm looking at the model that as much as coaches change and leave now, I don't think they should have a buyout. I think maybe you give them signing bonuses and that keeps them there, maybe. I don't know. And then give them a long-term deal and then never restructure. And if they leave, then you only gave them the signing bonus. Sure. Whatever, baby, that's just like a buyout, too. You can call it that. Uh, you know, it's on the back end or the front end because I don't think anything should be guaranteed at this point. Yeah. Not, you know, so because they're just moving and taking the, the you know, biggest pocketbook who can give them the money. I mean, so, like, yeah, I, I, they got to change the whole structure and model. That's why I would probably be fired as an AD, and probably if I ran the NCAA, I probably wouldn't be around there too long. Well, it might stick around if you were actually running. Because they're really now treated like, uh, ex you know, now they're they're to the level of executives mm -hmm. of major corporations sure. of how they're getting treated uh, as far as their their pay. And so to cut that off, you got to go restructure the whole system to me. Uh, I mean, these guys, I mean, man, when you're talking about a college coach making $10 million a year, man. Fourteen years. Hats off to uh, Harbaugh in Michigan and giving his signing bonus that he achieved back to some employees, mm -hmm. by the way, 
uh, that took pay cuts during the COVID time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, as quirky as a lot of people want to talk about Jim Harbaugh, that's a heck of a, a deal doing that, man. So hats off to him. Let's squeeze in one more ding-dong, John in Brentwood. John, thanks for calling us on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Here, let, me, let me give you a ding-dong here. Yes, sir. Manny Diaz. Okay. This is why I say Manny Diaz is ding-dong, because back in the day, Manny Diaz took the Temple job, yeah. went out and recruited 17 ball players, and 18 days later, he leaves for Miami. Miami, yeah. So ding-dong yeah. is a you-know-what. What comes around goes rich. around. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, John, I, thank you for hey, the call. I, I, I forgot I had about mentioned that. that. Uh, yeah, literally, right. I said, remember Temple, Manny Diaz. Uh, you know exactly how it goes. Yeah. But, but he uh, still wins. He's getting his pay. Yeah, $8 million. And That's why he couldn't quit. For all the people. So like, how do you Just stop- tell him, screw it, I quit. He's not going to quit. I'm going to keep recruiting. And then they're going to fire me, and then I get my $8 million. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, actually, they're doing the him beach. a favor. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he'll get a job somewhere. He's, oh, yeah. He's, had a, he's got a great he's record. He's a DC at, uh, at Middle, too, right? He's been a lot of places, yeah. He was a, like an intern at ESPN at one point. He's been everywhere. Uh, we've been everywhere for one hour. We got another hour of the show. By the way, my ding-dong for myself was I talked myself into picking Georgia this weekend. That was stupid. I always pick Bama. I got to believing in Georgia. They'd given up 37. Well, to? They'd given up 37 points in the previous five games and gave up 41 this weekend. What you know what really happened is Bama should have lost to Auburn. They got their butts handed to them up front. They got seven sacks. Auburn did. Guess how many sacks did Georgia got? Zero. I was gonna say I see a lot of zeros being held Zero. up in the studio here. So they got them jacked up. You know who's the old line coach there at Alabama? Old Dougie, Dougie Fresh, Doug Malone. I mean Marone. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's seen a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Didn't see his quarterback get Got sacked. Got no dudes pumped up, and it didn't take very much. And then, you know, all that uh, uh, all that rat poison turned to yummy. Yeah, it did. All that five-star <laughs> talent was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll see you where we've always belonged in the playoff. All right, we'll come back. Hour number two, uh, including a visit from Matt Hayes to talk about all this college football stuff. It's coming up on Blaine and Mickey.